Hey everybody, 2022 is up and rolling. Hope everybody had a safe and happy New Year's. Hope you're still sticking to those New Year's resolutions. If you made them, biggest thing is, hope you got those goals set and hope you're working towards them every single day. That's exactly what my guest on this episode has done, is work towards those goals every single day. And it might have taken a little bit longer than a lot of people thought it would have for him to achieve those goals, but thankfully, he has had an incredible last couple of months and uh, has certainly knocked some big-time things off of the bucket list. I'm talking about Nathan Harp, who was selected to his first national finals rodeo as a bullfighter back in December. Really wanted to sit down and, and talk about that, have a conversation about that during the NFR. But as everybody knows, Vegas is extremely busy. Didn't happen. But as fate would have it, Nathan Harp actually got the call to work his very first PBR Unleash the Beast tour in Indianapolis. So I kind of went off script and changed all of my plans and said, you know what, I want to take advantage of us being in the same place at the same time. And so after Indianapolis on a Saturday night, we sat down in the hotel room and we had this conversation. And uh, you'll start to understand why everybody in the rodeo world was so supportive and so excited uh, about this guy getting the call to go to the NFR. You'll understand why everybody that, that knows this guy loves him to death and why everybody's such a big fan. If you're not already, I want to encourage you to follow him. He's uh, just one of the coolest guys. Always got a smile on his face, Nathan Harp. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Drop a little note in the comments. Tell us what you think about the podcast. Shoot, let me know who you want to hear on uh, this year's episodes. We're going to start doing more and more of these podcasts. So hope you're excited about the new year. Hope you got those goals ready to be chased down and accomplished. And uh, hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. It's my conversation with Wrangler National Finals bullfighter, Nathan Harp. You're the first podcast guest that's ever brought pizza to the room <laughs> well you're welcome i mean yeah, yeah right now you're my favorite <laughs> you gotta understand I, do you tiktok i don't no. i don't either there's some weird crap on there yeah i just pulled it up to look a guy up and uh i ran megan completely out of the room because she was like i don't want to watch that weird crap <laughs> is that bad it was so bad like it's weird yeah things that people look at on tiktok um uh, i feel like i I got Facebook. I got Instagram. I barely We're recording, use, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I barely got Snapchat, but like, I feel like I can't do any more social media. Like, two's enough right now. I have a hard time. I forget. You know, and it's, it's funny because like, like we live really, like I feel like we live really cool lives. Yeah. I and and I know that people want to see that. I forget. I, like I get busy. I get caught up. Like today, first event of the year, and I told myself I was like, I'm gonna document so much. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna start making these kick ass videos. I'm gonna do all this <laughs> stuff. And it was like, hey, we're late for this meeting. Right. And then this meeting runs into a tour, and then that tour runs into another tour, and then all of a sudden it's like showtime. Yeah, don't have time. None. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm bummed because I was like, well. Me and Harp got to take a picture tonight. Yeah, uh, it's your first PBR Unleash the Beast. I was like, yeah. we got That's something we got to do. Of course, here we are. Yeah, <clears throat> but we're getting a podcast out. We of the can deal. do it in the hotel room. There you Same go. Thing. There you go. We're we're getting a podcast out of the deal. And this 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 will explain how bad I wanted to do this podcast. Yeah. It's midnight. <laughs> it's late. It's twelve oh one actually, and we're just setting down to start this. I've not been up. 
past midnight, well, I can tell you at least. <sighs> you didn't since, even make New Year's last night. No, <laughs> yeah. I was in bed at nine thirty, yeah. and was happy about it. Yeah. I don't care. Um, we're not late people. Yeah, we 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 are like. <laughs> we like to go to bed early. Like performance, performance is done. You're ready to like go back to the room, eat, go to bed. That's exactly right. Are you? I mean, like, I don't really care to hang out, especially at night. Like when I know I got an early fight, right? But like, I mean, I also know I got an early fight, so it doesn't bother me if I don't get a whole lot of sleep because I know no sleep matter what, plane. yeah, it's, it doesn't matter. Do, do you sleep on a plane? Oh yeah, I can't stay awake. Yeah. On a plane or in the passenger seat of a car. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a little baby. I'm out like yeah. that. That's one thing I was blessed with is the ability to go to sleep quick. Kayla, she gets mad at me because like I can go to sleep that fast on in bed, in the car, on an airplane. It doesn't matter. Like I just want to. It doesn't bother me. Like I can sleep anywhere. How long you been married? Uh, five years. It's past the statute of limitation or whatever it is. Like she can just get over it. Yeah. Yeah. She just she just get over it. it, it yeah. She's stuck. With it. Like I feel like there was a point in our our relationship where I was really trying to do things to impress Megan, and then I was like trying to fit around her life and do what she wanted me to do, and then it was like <laughs> <laughs> she just said when in the background. Um, I don't know. Like the first date, <laughs> like the first date maybe, or when we were just talking before we met, whatever. <laughs> No, I, I, I can't I can't get in the passenger seat. She gets so mad at me because I drive everywhere we go. Because if I if I don't drive, I'm out. Yeah. It, it does not take long at all. See, I don't feel bad if I get in the passenger and go to sleep. Because like, if Kayla's with me, I feel like that's your passenger. It's not your job to stay awake. It's your job to sleep so you can drive the next shift. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. But I don't know. I always feel bad because she doesn't sleep all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, then that changes it. Yeah, yeah, then I feel bad. I'm like, oh, she set up this whole time with me. I <laughs> yeah. can't, but I, I just can't do it. Can't yeah. do it. Um, <clears throat> I'm coughing. I promise you it's not COVID. I've been tested a thousand yeah. times. I think it's just performance. I think, yeah. Man, it's, it's crazy. That first performance of the year, Clint and I, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, man, this is going to be fun. And then about halfway through the show, we were like, wow, we were really excited. Like, we went hard. <laughs> we went hard. Like, did, did, did you... I know this is different, but like to kind of put it into perspective, this is the first PBR Unleash the Beast event you've done. Right. Um, did you have like any nerves, excitement, like or uh, just another bull ride? I mean, I was uh, excited coming in, you know, just because it is the UTB, you know, it's yeah. the premier tour of the PBR. Um, and just the excitement led up into today and then like – like going into the performance, like I was excited, but then like once we got through like the introductions and stuff like that, it kind of like, it felt like the losses, you know, like as far as introductions, you step out, then as soon as the prayer national anthem, you're back in. Yeah. And then that kind of, once we started rolling, you know, it's, it's just, because it's a bull ride for you, know? you and your job, everything that happens inside the panels right. is the same, no right. matter where you're at, no yep. matter what color the bucking shoots are. Yep. It's all the same. Yep. Like you've got a job to do. I just didn't know, like, like you've had a pretty solid last thirty days, but yeah, it's been busy, and I'm so thankful for the opportunities I've been given. Um, I, I do you realize like how excited other people are for you? Yeah, it, that's what's been so humbling is the excitement of people that have been like genuine. Like yeah. it's not like I'll oh, fake it. Like congratulations, yep. it's like which a lot of people in this industry will. Right, right. But it's been genuine. People like, hey, we're excited for you, you know, and, and I yeah. can feel that, and it just humbles me to know that I have that much support. So cool. Yep. So cool. Uh, 
worked your first national finals rodeo this past December. Yep. Yep. Tell me about where you were when you got the call. Like, go, give me, give me the whole rundown. So she's laughing. So, uh, I was in, Belleville. I was in Belleville with, uh, Tuck and John working a rodeo down there. And, uh, John, John Harrison. Oh, okay. And, uh, so never heard of her. No, never heard of her. <laughs> Love that guy. So it was before the performance. We know the phone call should be happening between, I don't know, like five and eight or whatever. And uh, John comes out of the trailer. He says, hey, I got the phone call. So we're all excited. Yeah. And then, like, he tells us, and not two minutes later, Tug gets a phone call. He got the phones. So we're excited again. So I'm okay, like, Okay, stop right there. Like, now are you nervous? Do you yeah. think, okay, I'm not getting the call? Like, what? what's on your mind? So I'm like, all right, if, if I'm getting the phone call, I'm going to know in the next couple of minutes. Right now. Five to ten minutes pass. So after, like, three to four or five minutes, I text Kayla, and I said, hey, Tuck, John found out. I haven't heard anything. It's not looking good. Just letting right. you know kind of what's yeah. going on. So five, ten minutes pass. I get a phone call. And like at this point, like I don't have any more emotion. Like I, I'm just kind of ready myself to say, because like they still call you. So I was expecting, hey, right. you know, to let you know that these are the people that are working the finals because I've gotten that phone call before. And she's like, hey, just want to congratulate you. I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, congratulations. You've been selected. I was like, and I just lose it, you know, and then Tuck and John, like, they don't know. You cry? Uh, no, I didn't. I would have cried. No, I, I thought that I, I almost would. cried when I found out you got it. Not even going <laughs> to lie. Like, I'm an emotional, I'm an emotional disaster, yeah. right? Just ask my wife. Like, I'm a train wreck. <laughs> and, like, like Webster told me that, that you got it, and I was just like, yeah. man, that's so cool. It was. And then, like, I called Kayla. Did I call her FaceTime you? I just called her and like she loses it. And I figured with her, I would lose it too, but she loses it. So I like more like console, you know, but like she's, it's happy tears. It's you know? okay, babe. Yeah. It's a good thing. <laughs> so and she's so excited and, and it was just, it's something I'll always remember. I uh, mean, yeah. And, and I know that like everybody, you know, has come up to you and patted you on your back and hugged you and told yeah. you congrats. Um, but yeah, when, when Webster said you got it, like it, it was, what I love about it is it's a, a genuine joy right, that, right. that other people have. Yep. Um, and that's that's rare. Yeah. Especially, let's be honest, in our business, that's super rare, man. So that says a lot about the way that, that, that you conduct yourself and the way that everybody else looks at you. Like, that's yeah. pretty special. And I hope you stop and realize that. Yeah, and, that, and that's something that I've been trying to do is because we had a talk in, in Tryon. Um, yeah. And you told me about how you're trying to appreciate the moment more, you know, like you talked about like being there when JB won the second world title, you know, like and realizing, look, I would just witness history, you know, yep. and, and like uh, that's what I've been trying to do this year is just appreciate the moment, you know, and, and then like, like I said, like it's been awesome to to get that phone call, get to work the finals with some of my best friends, but to just appreciate the people that are just as excited for me that, yeah. you know, it, like Smash and Webb, like Smash, she cried for me. She yeah. didn't even cry for Webb. Like yeah. she's so excited for me. Like that's, that's awesome. To have well, you're, like that you're a her. nicer human than Cody <laughs> yeah. Webster is. <laughs> well, I mean, truth I mean it, yeah, it's the truth. It is what it is. No, I, it's awesome because yeah. like, like, you know, Cody and, and Dusty have, have done so much good. Right. And and they've both been there now for quite a while and there's been a couple of guys that have rotated in and out yeah. and like but it's the same thing like you like you're happy for whoever that third guy has been in the last several years yeah. but but you've been at this a while. 
Yeah. How long have you been doing this? So I've been uh, fighting bulls for 15 years. I've had my PRCA card since 2011. So, so 10, years. 10 years. Yeah. Um, but you've been fighting bulls for 15 years. Yeah. And I'm going to assume that there's been a lot of ups and downs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's the 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 cool part i think of my testimony is the the downs you know like the 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 injuries that i've had to overcome the 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 times where you know like is bullfighting still on the table you know or is it time to to move on you know what's god telling me what to do and and to you know move past that and then get to accomplish a dream like this like it's like have you you thought about hanging it up and I mean, moving on not like officially like oh i should quit but you know like after a few injuries in a row that i mean you can't help but have that creep through your mind you know yeah. like is is god saying it's time to move on or not but you know i, I think that's just the devil right before something good you know he's going to attack you the hardest and, and that's what he does you know but um that's been the i think that i want to show people too is that the testimony of like you know, I've had knee surgery, I've had hip surgery, I've had this different stuff, but like, not that I've overcame, but you know, God gave me strength to overcome all that stuff to to accomplish these it's, things. It's funny you say that because like, like I'm I'm really focused on making 2022 best year of my life, yeah. Which is it's gonna be hard to top 2021. <laughs> right. I got married, and yeah. Like, man, I didn't think I like I kind of thought God had even given up on me, like <laughs> you know. And, and so we get married in 2021. I'm like, this is the best year of my life. Fast forward, I'm 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 focused on making this year the best year I've ever had. Yeah. How am I going to do that? I don't I don't know, but I, I do know this. One of the things that comes with that is like, I want everybody to realize there's so much positive in the world. You've just got to look for it a little harder sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like this next year we're going to have to look harder because I feel I and say what you want, but man, the devil's about to play some crazy tricks on people. Yeah. This next year. We've seen it the last two years. Right. Right. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. But through all of that, I I feel like you find, like when you dig through a bunch of bushes, I think you find the prettiest flowers, if that makes any sense. Yeah. That sounds really cheesy. Can't believe I just said that, but, but it's the truth, man. Like like when you go through the hardest things and maybe it's just, we appreciate it more. Right. But I always feel like that's where you find the most positive. Right. Well, I feel like after, you know, COVID for everyone, it was a, a a reality check that like rodeo bull ride and whatever is going to be done one day for us, like for, for my career, you know? And, and it made me want to, when I came back, appreciate every bull, every opportunity because, Someday it is going to end. Yep. And why wait till then to be like, man, I wish I would have done this or done that. But like, just appreciate the moment that we're in. Appreciate the opportunity. You know, sometimes we can complain about the travel or the weather or this or that. But man, just be thankful that we get to do this because there's a lot of people that would give anything to be in our shoes. Hey, we've all been in in that position. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, if you could go back to 2004, yeah. that Matt in 2004 would have given anything to be in the moments I've bitched about the last couple of years. Yeah. Like like you talk about, man, I just want to go home and see my family or I've been on the road for X amount of days or I'm spending this much money on a flight or a yeah. rental car, things like that. Right. It's like, man, 2004 Matt would have given anything to yeah. have those things. Yeah. And same for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, there's, I, I, I mean, when I was almost 16, when I started, if, if, I could have known then that in 2022 to start the year, I would be working at UTB. Yeah. I mean, who cares 
last second, whatever, like I've yeah. been there in a heartbeat, you yeah. know, and so thankful for this opportunity and the opportunity to get to, to work with Lucas and Nate and then you, you and Clint and Flint. I mean, it's just a dream come true, you know. I, I've wanted to sit down and, and, and chat with you a, a long time. We've been friends for a while. And, yeah. and But it's funny how things work out because it just never has happened. Time's not been right or what have you and fast forward and then all of a sudden it's like you get the NFR. I'm like, man, now would be a great time to do something. Like, I want to talk about this experience. Yeah. Well, obviously, I don't know if anybody realizes, but that's a pretty busy 10 days. Yeah. No matter what you're doing in time, right. it's a busy 10 days. And then fast forward, and, and that's why, like, I wasn't, like, if you were up for it, I wasn't going to let this one go being here. Um, But during the NFR, this is really what popped up i'm having a conversation with dale brisby yeah we're watching the introductions of the bullfighters during the nfr and he looks and we were having the same conversation it was it was night number one Mm -hmm. they're introducing you at your first nfr and i just we we look at each other and like man we're just so stinking happy for that guy and like (laughs) having the same conversation and he asked the question so i'm gonna steal it Uh for for my podcast um (laughs) but but he said you know what he said, it makes you wonder if a guy like that looks back and says, all the injuries, all the years, all the miles, if you would have asked him 15 years ago and said, look, it's going to suck. It's going to be great. Like, you're going to have a roller coaster. But it's going to take you 15 years to get your first NFR. Would you have kept focused and, and done the things that you did to get there? Or would you have said, and I don't want to spend 15 years trying to accomplish one dream. What would you like? I don't think I about mean, that. Cause you, yeah. you said when you started, you were almost 15, 16, almost yeah. 16. Yeah. So I don't know if that immature Nathan would have been like, man, 15 years is a long time, right. you know, or if he'd have been all in as I was, you know, later on in my career. Um, I do know that like for me, the, the injuries at the time I hated every second of them, you so know, like, obviously. What? like, like, like what, what, what's, so the, give me the list. The worst one was when I uh, tore up my knee. I had ACL, MCL, meniscus surgery, um, and I was out six months or whatever on that. But I'm thankful for those injuries because the, those were seasons of growth, you know, like where I – like Kayla, she was a saint through those times, and I appreciated her selflessness so much more. Like we are young – like we were married six months maybe. Married six yeah. months, and then that happens, and like – you know, I mean, she takes care of me. We get through it, you know, but it, I, I appreciated bull riding. You know, I appreciated getting to fight bulls so much more. And then last year I had hip surgery along with COVID. So, like, I mean, it Just was kind of both out of the way. Yeah, it kind of worked out as a, a, yeah. a good thing. You know, like I should have missed probably 12 weeks of rodeo and I missed two because everything was shut down. Um, but. I mean, between that and COVID, like I just appreciated the sport so much more. And, and like I said, the injuries suck, but I think that they made me a better person. And to me, that's, you know, all about our journey with God is, you know, growing from those things and you can either let them defeat you and, and, you know, steal your perspective. But if, if you have the right perspective, then I mean, that's everything. Like everybody was talking about tugness at the NFR yep. and the broken leg. And, and yep. it's like right in the middle of the biggest 10 days of your, your life essentially, right. And there's a lot of people that would have been so mad, so frustrated at God. And, and like, really, like, people have a tendency to just just get fired up yeah. and mad. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I got mad at God We're a human. Times. We're right. human. But, I mean, 
when you get through that that trial, you get through that season, and you come out on the other side, and you see what God did in those times, then mm-hmm. you appreciate those times, you know. Um, and I know that Tuck, I mean, he's mentally, spiritually, physically fit. So when he comes out of this, he's going to be that much stronger. He's going to appreciate the sport that much more. And uh, what was terrible those that it happened at the NFR, but what's cool is what it was at the NFR. So right. his platform going through this trial is going to reach so many more people. Bingo. And so that's what I'm excited to see is like how he, he uses this for testimony, you know, later on. I'm big on mindset and the way that people look at things mentally. Yeah. And, and and I think there's a, a drastic difference between champions and people that just get by. And I think that, that like real true champions look at things like, okay, give me a roadblock, give me that adversity. Because yeah. when, when a lot of people will give up, it's like, nope, I'm coming out of this and I'm working twice as hard as I thought yep. I was before. Yep. Like You think you're putting everything you got into it right. until it's taken away from you. Yep. And you realize you can find more. That's right. Crazy how that works. Yeah. Yep. And that's Tuck. I mean, Tuck is a guy that pushes the limits anyways. But now going through this, like he's going to be that much more stronger mentally and spiritually, you know, like his walk with God is going to be that much more stronger. You know, his mental toughness is going to be that much more stronger, you know? So, yeah. How'd you get started? So I didn't grow up in a rodeo family, but I always loved rodeo as a kid. My grandparents would take me to, to, you know, the lazy E and see bull Nanza and stuff like that. My grandma and grandpa had season tickets and they had a box (laughs) there. And so we would go to like, they had a celebrity team pinning and, and like everything that happened to the lazy. I thought it was, that was my Disneyland. Yeah. Like kid from middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, the lazy arena in Oklahoma. And it was on movies. Are you kidding me? Come on. (laughs) Yep. Yep, but uh, so when I was um, almost 16, there's a local guy that had like a little practice pen he would do, and they told me about a school. So I went to the school, learned the fundamentals, and then like through high school, I do it. Straight into bullfighting. Yeah, but so like I just did some open rodeos. But like you didn't want to, you didn't want to ride bulls, you didn't want to team rope, nothing. It was just you wanted to fight Bullfighting was all that I ever wanted to do. Um, And so... uh, through high school, I did a little bit during the summers, but like our football coach was pretty strict. Like if he if I'd got caught, I'd been <laughs> I'd been canned. Um, and so like my this is actually funny. My senior year, going into the senior year, uh, I got stepped on and had to get staples or whatever on my back of my hamstring. Well, I told him that I jumped a fence, barbed wire fence, and got caught on the fence, and that's how I got hurt. What are you a deer? <laughs> yeah, I got hung uh, on a t post. <laughs> exactly, happens all the time. Yeah. Did, yeah, did your coach so, believed you? Wait, well, I mean, he never said that question. I mean, he didn't believe you. Well, I'm glad he did. I'm just telling you right now, he didn't believe you. <laughs> I'm glad that he never. Uh, were you good? Me. Were you I mean, good like I started my junior and senior year, but like I mean, you were starter. Yeah, like yeah, I, he didn't believe you. Just <laughs> decided. Well, yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, a good story. But 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 you healed up. Yeah, and then so after after football season, my senior year, uh, prior so that senior prior to the senior season, like I met Webster that year. And so we worked throughout the summer, some of those amateur rodeos. And then, so after football season, um, I had a lot of free time, obviously, you know, not practicing, doing stuff like that. And so Webb introduced me to practice pins and stuff right, right where he lived in Winniewood and we'd go twice a week, you know? And so, and from there it's crazy. Just God kept opening door after door after door and putting the right people in my life and just led me where I am now. It's cool when you allow that to happen. Yeah. That's something that I've struggled with a lot. Like, honestly, I feel like I've not always just 
allowed those things to happen. And like sometimes I feel like there's an opportunity out there. I think this happens with a lot of people. You see an opportunity and you think, okay, maybe maybe that is what I'm supposed to do. But then you talk yourself out of it. Right. Or you think, no, like God wouldn't let me do that. You know, that's not, that's not reality when in actuality, like I I truly believe he wants us to have the things that we desire. Right. If if they're within reason. Right. Well, and that's the deal too, is that like, I like as a kid always dreamed of, you know, NFR PBR finals or whatever, you know, but, did I really ever think that I could get there until later on in my career? You know, when I got my pro card and stuff started actually happening, you know, winning these big bullfights and stuff and like, man, I can make a living out, yeah. out of this, you know, and, and to, to think that, you know, 21, I got to work the, my first NFR. And then the first day of 2022, I got to work my first UTB. Like it's just been a great roller coaster that I got to be a part of you. Uh, 31, 31. Yep. Where most guys will start to hit these things, and and you know, I feel like, like I look at Garrett Yergin, yeah, announcer of the year. He's in his twenties; right. like he's not even close to my age. Yeah, um, I, I and I look at everything. You see, guys in their early twenties, mid twenties, really start to hit stride. Yeah, you're thirty one. Yep, just got your first NFR. I mean, like that's that's a pretty solid accomplishment yeah to do it that late right yeah i mean i think that says a lot about like like what you're doing yeah um in and out of the arena no and i i feel like i've always tried to pride myself on in and out of the arena you know like i want to be a good person out of the arena and i want to be you know a great bullfighter in the arena you know and and uh, that's been cool is the like i feel like that ties into the excitement that people had for me Absolutely. for working the nfr is like they they see the work inside the arena but they also appreciate the person that i am you know and and like that ain't me you know god's done work in me to make me to who i am you know but yeah but at the end of the day it's voted on right it, yeah it's it, it's a deal that is voted on and Look, there's a lot of great bullfighters. Holy cow, the talent pool is it's deep. it's stupid how many yep. really talented bullfighters there are. Yep. Um there's there's so many announcers in the world that are better than me. <laughs> That's the <laughs> reality disagree. of it. No, uh, the reality is there's there's so many guys out there that are better than me. So many. But like God put me in a position, uh gave opportunities. Yep. And I feel like I was personable enough, and I just wanted to treat people the right way. Right. And I think people gravitate towards that. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that I wish people understood is it doesn't matter how much talent you got. Yeah. If you're a terrible person, right. it's going to reflect. Yeah. And, and it's going to be a massive roadblock. Yeah. If you're a bad human, you're either going to be incredibly successful and hate your life. Yeah. Or you're going to just start to continue to build and build and build, and people are going to take care of you. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. That's just how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't, know. I don't know. My wife tells me I'm wrong all the time, but I feel like I'm right. <laughs> don't you think? Though, don't you think that like just the way you treat people? Yeah. Like if you genu- genuinely try to treat people as good as you can, I feel like you're gonna have such a leg up on everybody. I mean, I think it does help. You know, I mean, people gravi- like you said gravitate to people that are just nice human beings. They want to be around that and they want to know why you're like that you know what is it inside of this guy so they want to figure you out you know like is he after something or is he just genuinely a nice guy you know 
want to go back because you said you didn't grow up in in like a rodeo family. Yeah. Um. Nobody in your in your like your parent. Nobody grew up rodeoing. No. Not what was what was your childhood like? What was um? What do you mean? Like like what was what what did your parents do? Uh. So. Uh, my dad always has kind of been in construction. Okay. Um, that's what he does. And then my mom, um, she did like sold insurance until like, um, her and my stepdad got together and then she just became a stay at home mom. Gotcha. Um, so, so just, just hardworking, yeah. normal people. Right, right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so when you start this process of trying to learn to fight bulls and do yeah. all these things, like you mentioned Webster, you, yeah. you ran into Webster, but who was it that you were looking at? Like who were the guys you were watching going, like I want to be that guy on someday. TV. And it, stuff? It, yeah. Because we all yeah. have those people that like, like when I started announcing yeah. there, there were, I say this, there were three people that I looked at and I was like, man, I, if I could tell stories like Clem McSpadden, because Clem, Clem was oh, yeah. the guy, right? Yep. Everybody talks about Bob Tolman. Right. Bob Tolman is, you know, he's Bob. Yeah. He's Tolman. And then I was a little different because I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Yeah. Jim Ross was my guy, yeah, man. Still, it still is my. I'm, I'm way older than I was when I was a kid. Yeah, obviously. And I had breakfast with Jim Ross uh, last last May. We text back and forth. Yeah. I'm still giddy <laughs> if I see Jr's number pop up on my phone. You can ask my wife. Like I get big yeah. red faced, all like like Santa Claus, rosy cheeks. Like I, that's cool to me. Yeah. Like those were my guys, man. Right. Um, huh? Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, believe it or not, like everybody always asks what that is. Um, yeah, I've got a little JR, I don't know, mini figure that I just thought yeah. was cool. And I was like, it's going to be at every podcast I do. There you go. He's, he's one of my heroes. That's and, awesome. and you know what? He's treated me. Look, the guy was a huge star in WWE, WCW, yeah. still doing AEW. <clears throat> he does not have to take the time yeah. to mess with little old me. He right. don't know anybody, sure don't owe me anything. Yeah, yeah. But that guy has treated me with so much respect, so much kindness. Like he, like right. made me an even bigger fan. So, yeah. like he's my guy. Yeah, uh, Tolman's the same way. Clem was the same way. Who were who were your guys? So, uh, as a younger age, like for sure, like obviously Smets and Frank. Oh yeah, but just because like I'd see him on PBR every weekend, you know. And then um, I remember when like. I feel like it was ESPN. Maybe they covered a few of the extreme bulls, mm-hmm. um, and this was like Tuck, right when Tuck was starting to kind of hit it big. And like I became a huge fan of him, you know, like just his aggression and stuff. But those three are probably like the yeah. ones that I remember the most. If I was a bullfighter, I think I'd want to be Joe Baumgartner. Just just in the arena. Yeah. Like, he was just so smooth. Oh, so smooth. I think yeah. he, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that says he's the greatest, but yeah. that's a tough conversation to have, man. Man, I, I don't even want to be a part of that conversation because, to me, there's so many greats. Like, in my generation and prior generations, like, I mean, I wouldn't, how how do you compare? Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 so different. Yeah. Like, and, and you look at bull riders. Right. The sport continues to evolve. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to put some of those guys from way back in the day with some of the guys from our generation. Yeah. Granted, we see them. Right. But I also look at the caliber bulls. I look at the thing, the way the sports evolved in, yeah. in bull riding and everything. And so, but bullfighting, 
Yeah. That's a tough conversation to have, yeah, man. I, like, like I said, I don't even want to be part of that one because, like I said, like I have, I mean, in our generation right now, I mean, Tuck and Webb are, I mean, Tuck's just worked his thirteenth. Yeah, Webb's nine, you know, and then and then you go back a few generations. Frank, I mean, forty seven, he's worked like feels like all the PBR finals since they began. Yeah, Tuck and Webb have like twenty between the two of them, and then all of a sudden there's this overnight sensation named Nathan Harp yeah. that pops into the NFR, right? Yeah. Do you get that? Do you, I mean, have you had people that are, that are Honestly, like, oh, and just kind of came out of nowhere? No, oh, we've been not, doing this not forever. really. Like you said it, and then uh, Steve Kenyon said it once, like before Cowboy Channel. He's like, oh, you're overnight sensation, right? Like, people think that, right? <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. People don't but, like Y'all two are just joking, you yeah. know, but yeah, there 100%. might be seriously people that are like, oh, this guy, he's 31. He just started fighting bulls, made the NFR, you know, like they yeah. don't see all the... The years leading up to this, like you said, no idea how hard somebody works to get to where they're at. Yeah. Um, you were part of the starting process of the BFO too. So it's not like you've just been, you know, doing the cowboy protection thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, I started fighting bulls like Oh six, but like, like, like I said, Oh nines when I say I really started, because that's when it became a serious, you know, that's when you started focusing and saying, yeah, we're really when, doing this. Yeah, this is like... What focus. were you doing before? Were, were you, just were you working school. a job? No, oh, I was just high school. school. Yeah, I got you. I forget you're so much younger. Yeah. But then um, <laughs> uh, it started being a serious deal, and then freestyling was a way to get your name out there. Yeah. And still is. You know, I mean, BFO, UBF, open bullfights, shorties deals, uh, Kevin Riches. There's so many great opportunities for guys to 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 make a name for themselves, and that that was for me. Like, that's how I got started mm-hmm. as far as actually doors opening was freestyle bullfighting. You know, I won, uh, the bullfights in Ada and 11, you know, won Salinas a couple times, like, and then that's when kind of BFO and UBF started coming along and shoot it. It's been a great opportunity still for people. And there's more opportunity now than like, cause when I was going hard, you know, there was maybe five good bullfights to go to here, right. you know, and now there's one ever, or, one there's probably three every weekend for all year i love that you use the word opportunity because i feel like that's what those are and i feel like a a lot of guys will look at those bullfights and be like well it's just something i have to do well but it really is like i mean it really is the spot where because we talk about how much how much talent there is in bullfighting like that is a good spot for you to go out there and get some people's attention and say look i know how good this guy is here Obviously, that's going to translate a little bit into the cowboy protection for thing. sure. So you can go get some notoriety and build yeah. a career off of a, a couple of years there. Yeah, I know that. Like for me, I mean the the guys that have worked in afar since Webster's been there in thirteen, like they've all have a freestyle background. Yeah. So I mean, like it just goes to show how important I feel like it is to to get your name out there because I mean. It's so hard, in my opinion, to start out just cowboy protection and do only that and be able to work your way up to getting high-paying, high-level rodeos where you have the notoriety to actually catch people's attentions. But if you can be doing those bullfights until you get those rodeos, then for one, you'll be making money. But Hang on. Uh, We're we're getting a call from Cody Webster. Uh, Webster, you're on speakerphone and you're on a podcast right now. With me hey, and and <laughs> we're we're doing a podcast with a guy that I think you've worked with. Uh, he just did his first PBR Unleash the Beast. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, new kid. I don't even know what that means, but uh, okay. 
Uh, I'll call you back after this podcast, okay? Sounds good, bud. Everything's okay, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, we'll call you in a bit. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Um, that's funny. <laughs> Webster's been pretty in- instrumental, I think, in a lot of our lives lately. Yeah. Um, I know he's like one of your biggest cheerleaders. I know. It, it's been really cool to uh, have Webster in my corner as long as he has and just believe in me, you know? Like, I mean, like when we met, like he's always just been a huge believer in me and like he didn't have to, you know? Right. Like, I mean, at that point, we're competition, we're we don't know each other well enough, but like he's always just been a, a huge believer in, in Nathan Hart. You know, I, I love that because when, when so many people are like in a competitive field, yeah, it's all about them and they're very much laser focused on what's best for them. Yep. And I've never like, I, that's one of my downfalls in business mm. because I just, I'm not good at being selfish. Yeah. And, and you, you have to be selfish to a certain extent in this business. Right. But there's people out there that are like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my own skin. I want to help everybody I can. Yeah. That's that's like, like that's I wish young guys would call me more often. Like, yeah. I want to help people. Right, right. That's, I, that's what we're here for, man. Yeah. We're here to help yeah. other people. Help the next generation. Absolutely. I, I mean, I want help them. this generation. Help. Like, I want to help the people that are next to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, Clint and I, so Clint Atkins and I work every PBR together. At the World Finals last year, like we're trying to make each other better every night. Like, yeah, that's that's our goal. Like we want to be better today as a team than we were yesterday. Yeah, I feel like that's how it's supposed to be. No matter who it is, yeah. no matter who's there with you. Lucas Teodoro was excited to work with you and Nate Jess. Yeah. which okay, let's let's go through this real quick about how this all happened. <laughs> okay, because typically it's Frank Newsom. Cody Webster and Lucas Teodoro or Jesse Burke, right? right? It, for the last year, that's yeah. that's what it's been. Um, <clears throat> end of last season, Frank Newsom gets hurt, right? Has to you know go out to s- sit on the sidelines, getting um, what? No, he didn't have to go out to pasture. Far from that. Far from that. Um, but he he gets hurt. He's in the recovery process. Doing good, but going to yeah. miss the entire month of January. Right. Cody Webster agrees to go to the Texas Circuit Finals. Right. So he is in Texas, Waco, yep. doing a rodeo. Um, Lucas Teodoro is the bullfighter. Yep. And tell me about getting the call for this one. So I found out Tuesday. For a Saturday event, you get Saturday. a call on yeah, Tuesday. so four days prior. I get- Thank goodness you hadn't booked. Yeah, you know, I didn't up. have anything. You know, I was just going to spend the weekend at home, relax a little bit and get ready for the winter run, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Rich called me and said, Hey, can you be in, uh, Indianapolis? Like, uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I can be there. I remember my first call. Yeah. Hey, can you go to Worcester mass? Yep. I, I can be there. <laughs> well, uh, when is it? Uh, January. Okay. Cold. Let me tell you, it's cold <laughs> in Worcester, Massachusetts in January. Um, but I remember Matt Bohan. Yeah. And I and Dusty LaBeth, we were all in the same place at a junior bull riding. And I was like, hey, I just got a call. I'm, I'm going to PBR. And they were like, what? Really? Which one are you going to? And I told them. And then they were like, oh, man, that's like one of the biggest ones. Like, you should probably be really nervous. And I was like, <laughs> and I did. I got so scared. Like, I got so scared that like I broke out. I had these like little bumps. And like, it was weird, man. Yeah. I got so scared. 
And we get there and they're like, well, we weren't lying to you, but like you didn't have to get that scared. <laughs> but I was nervous, man. Um, yeah. You obviously, you're already past that. So you get to call on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. I can be there on Saturday. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, Kayla, you want to drive? She's like, no. So we're like, all right, well, we'll book some flights. It's not that far. It's like 11 hours. Yeah. It's, it's not, not that, that bad. Far. Yeah. But she's she's got to start back work on Monday. <laughs> But so, you got all day Sunday. I mean, yeah. that's an easy drive. She's like, what? Not a chance. See, I look at 11 hours and I'm like, I don't like airports. I don't like oh, people. Yeah. I love people, but I don't like people. Yeah. I just don't like airports. I don't want to have set and wear a mask yeah. all day. Like, I It just seems the drive. airports bring the, bring the best or worst out of people, too. People so, are I mean, jerks, man. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah, it's it, you want to find out what the world's like, go set in an airport. <laughs> yeah. I know. People are just terrible. Anyways. Yeah. So, but you, but you weren't the only switcheroo. Yeah. So uh, last night about eleven, uh, I heard from Cooper uh, Juan, and he was supposed to be coming, mm-hmm. but his flights got canceled because the weather back in South Dakota was getting bad, and so he's like, "Well, I can maybe drive," but then like his, the weather's so bad there that I mean he would probably wouldn't even make it doing that. So um, they called Nate Justice, and he got to the airport at Denver this morning, flew to Orlando, got to. Here in Indianapolis at like two or three and got a little nap in and then fought bulls. Denver to Orlando to Indianapolis. Yeah. Mm. Yep. But he made it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that that's the route I would have tried to take, but, uh, but at least you won't get snowed in in Orlando. Right, right. There's some good things, yeah. right? I, maybe that's how it works. Um, I I hate it for Cooper. Yeah. Because Cooper's such a good guy. Oh, yeah. And fights Bulls great. And, you know, was, was excited for the opportunity to, to, to do one of these, just like all of us are, you yeah. know, uh, but, getting the phone but, call. But the thing that I, I think people misconstrue sometimes is you hate it for a guy. Right. But you also have to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, that's the tough part, you know, is that, like, like for me, so I more or less filling in for Tuck who was filling in for Frank or whoever, right, right, Jesse, right. you know, and, and I hate it that it took an injury like that or Frank's injury or whatever to take this opportunity, but I'm also thankful for it in the same time, you know, and, and wanted to take full advantage of it, you know, not just yeah. go out there and just go through the motions, but, but every up. guy that's been on this list, yeah, Cody, Frank, Tuck, Cooper, are all just going to be as excited as the next guy yeah. for the guys that are taking those positions. Right. And I wish the rest of the world looked at things that way. Yeah. I really do. Like, but we, we get so jealous. Like, I'm as guilty as anybody. I get jealous of, yeah. of things that other people are doing, but but we, we have to be happy for each other, man. Right. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's human nature to want to be, or not want to be, but just be jealous or envious. You know, I mean, I don't think we have to grow up. It's just yeah. part of our human nature, but I want to be your biggest cheerleader, too. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to fall to that that jealousy or envy like the world does, you know, like I want to be different. I want to be excited for those guys when they get the phone call or, or, uh, they get that job or that rodeo that I was hoping to get, you know, be, be happy for them. High tide raises all ships, right? Yeah. So like, like when, when the competition's tough, then everybody benefits from it. Yeah. You know, even if you don't get that call or you don't get this gig, like, you know, those guys that do, if you're supporting them and you're genuinely supporting them, yeah. like they remember that. Yeah. And like for me, I know that with like when I think somebody's genuine, I treat them the way I feel like I've been treated. Yeah. Like talent isn't always the best thing to move forward. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, um. The other well, 
I want to talk about this. You brought this pizza in. Yeah. And it's just sitting there. It's getting cold. You can eat on the podcast. Well, I'll eat after. But I've never seen anybody have a pizza with Tootsie Rolls in it. Yeah, that was new. That was new. The hot box pizza downstairs. Uh, I, I'm I'm assuming this is uh <laughs> get get hot box pizza. <laughs> yeah. We should charge them for this. Um yeah, no joke. Did, did you just like find this on the internet or what? So uh I went downstairs to the like the bar to see if they had any food and they said they didn't, but they said there's a pizza place downstairs and to the right. So we went oh, outside. Really? Yeah, we went outside like not even a half a block, I'd say, and they were open till like midnight, so but and I was like, oh, they won't be that busy. But they were packed at eleven o'clock. Really, it's Saturday night. Yeah, man. we're not in Tuttle, Oklahoma. I know. Everything's busy. Right. Like it's it, last night. <clears throat> for, uh, what I what I heard from uh, <laughs> my room on the eleventh floor, I hear it was pretty busy last night. We, I don't know if it was gunshots or motorcycles revving up or <laughs> what it was. Something woke me up in the middle of the night. It was yeah. so loud. I don't like cities, man. Yeah. Like, I'm from the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. That's yeah. where I want to be. It's quiet there. And if I do hear gunshots or loud noises, <laughs> guess what? They're coming right back at you. Yeah. Like, I will shoot back. I promise. <laughs> what's what's Tuttle America like? Uh, it's, you know, rural Oklahoma. You like, know, how it, big are we talking? Because like, so people it's, are going to be like, oh. it's grown a bunch since, you know, since, I mean, I've lived there 30 something years, you know, besides when I went to college, but it's, like I think population wise, I'd say probably between ten fifteen thousand. Oh wait, what? Yeah. Really? It's grown a bunch, and that's, it's that's not even a town. That's a city, man. It's grown a bunch, and it's keep growing even more. Move uh, out. I we're move, trying to move <laughs> further southwest away from the. Are you really? Yeah. Where you want to go? Uh, wherever we can find land that's decently priced. I know a lot of real estate agents. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, we've been talking to Smash quite a bit. <clears throat> real estate's not not good to be buying right no, now. No, that's that's so like bad. we want to, but it's way too high and expensive. Even in Oklahoma where I don't want people to come because um, <laughs> yes. for, the, for 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 the purpose of this podcast, it's super expensive. The cost of living is really high. Uh people, people are, are jerks. Don't yes. cut. Yeah, don't come. <laughs> Stay away. <Yeah>. The reality <laughs> of it is is like even as good as we have in Oklahoma, it's it's pretty rough right now to right. buy. Yeah. What we're used to. Yeah, right. What right. we're used to. It's Again, we don't realize how spoiled we've been in life oh, yeah. with what land costs around right, us. Right. If, if if I could go back a few years, I'd buy everything I could possibly yeah. get my hands on. As Not to resell, as, no, but to put distance between me and everybody. <laughs> yes, else. exactly. Build you a a, a fort around you, yeah. or like a, a Dutton, you know, make the Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I want to be John Dutton when yeah. I grow up. I want everybody away from me. Yeah. Uh, but again, as soon as I get into town, like I just I love being around people. Yeah. But it's a good balance for me because when I go home, I'm around my dogs, and that's about it. Yeah. Like, that's nice. That, it's so nice. Yeah. Um, are you a guy like you want to get out? You yeah. Like I, I like I love Tuttle, but it's just getting too big. I want to go where it's you know like so for us like a A or two A town you know something small. Right. Right, which which how many people were in your graduating class? Do you know? A hundred and ten or something. That's a big school. Yeah, even then, like we were like three A then, but like now it's like five A, and it's just growing. Like it's it's insane. I wonder now. I'm starting to wonder. Like, do do other states and other people have like big consolidated schools like we do in Oklahoma? Like my school, I graduated from was three towns that came together and built one school in the middle (laughs) in the middle of a pasture. That's what it was. 
Excuse me. They so, built a school in the middle of a pasture between three towns. What's the like? Three? The, the school was Oklahoma Union. So Oklahoma Union High School. Okay. Uh, we were a big ag school. Mm. Uh, we went to state tournament in basketball when I played. We went to state tournament in baseball when I played. Um, but like ag was our big thing. Yeah. Uh, it was a town called Lenapaw, the Lenapaw Eagles, which Lenapaw was famous for. Being the home of Justin McKee. Okay. Juan, Oklahoma, which was famous for a little gas station that had six flagpoles over Juan. <laughs> and by famous, I mean it was famous in like the 150 people that lived in the town. Yeah. Uh, but Lenapaw and Juan were the two that started it in South Coffeyville. Okay. Um, I grew up in a town called Delaware. Yeah. And Delaware, when I was in the ninth grade... Delaware shut down, which was good because in the eighth grade, I had already moved over to this bigger school. Yeah. Bigger, I needed to go do that, the opportunity there. And I'm there a whole year before the rest of the school has to come. So all the kids I grew up with, I had a year head start. I already had new friends and everything. And then everybody comes in behind me um, the following year. But again, three, four towns all coming together in the middle of a pasture in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere. I don't know. Is that a thing anywhere else? Anybody know? I mean, so like for us, like Tuttle Southwest, there's a uh, uh, Ampo, so it's Amber Pocasset. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, so I, I don't. I mean, I don't know how long ago it got started or whatever, right. but I mean, two towns that just joined school. Like there's another random school, Ulagal Talala, Ulagal Talala yeah. schools. You know, people are not listening to this anymore. They don't give <laughs> oh, a rat's behind about, about small podunk towns, middle of nowhere. <laughs> but like. I, like yeah, I don't, I don't know if you heard that, but but Megan said like like the town names in Oklahoma. Hey, really? Now, okay, now I'm thinking of Ulaga Talala Tuttle. What's a Tuttle? Yeah, like the first thing I think of is like your mascot should be the Tuttle Turtles. Yeah, we're tigers. Tigers. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We were the oak. So, oh, that goes back to Juan was. I can't remember what Juan was. Lenapaul was the Eagles. South Coffeyville was the Lions. Delaware was the Warriors. Somehow Oklahoma Union, this consolidated school, became the Cougars, <laughs> which I thought was cool in the beginning. And then yeah. you start to hear that Cougar is a reference for something different. It's like, it's really not that cool anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're the Oklahoma Union kind of hot old ladies. <laughs> yeah. What the heck, man? Like, I don't want to be kind of a hot old lady when I'm 16 <laughs> years old. Trying to play basketball. Uh, if you weren't doing this, what do you think you'd be doing? I don't know. So I went to college at OSU and Oklahoma got a, State University. Yeah, and got a degree I, in ag business. You got a degree there? Yeah, that's so cool. I didn't know they had them there. Yeah, I enrolled there a handful of times. <laughs> I man, I had a I. Ooh, don't even get me started on my college journey. But I I did enroll at Oklahoma State a handful of times. Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> It's probably good that you And did. everybody that wants their college uh debt student loan debt paid off. Yeah. I had a lot of it <laughs> and I had to pay it on my own. Yeah. Part of life. Yeah. Move it's, on. It's not fun paying off, but once you pay it off, you feel really good about it. Oklahoma State, when were you know well, it doesn't matter when you were there, but you went to class, huh? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so I graduated there in fifteen. I still, I'm just fascinated that I know somebody that graduated from Oklahoma State. I didn't know that anybody I knew would ever do that. That's yeah. cool. I didn't know they had a graduation. <laughs> I didn't go. I went to the bull run. So the graduation. Duh, why would you? Yeah. 
Why would you? I almost went to a college graduation one time. I got, yeah, I've told this story before, but I went to NEO to judge horses, Northeastern Oklahoma. Yeah. Was a 4.0 student, man, for three semesters. (laughs) That last semester, junior college, something tailed off. Something, I don't know what it was. Something changed. No telling. I think I moved houses or something. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, so so I didn't really have the best semester there in the last semester of junior college, but I didn't go to school for an associate's degree. I was getting Mm -hmm. a bachelor's. Went to Oklahoma State. That didn't work. Um, Went to Coffeyville Community College where I got my uh, associates in agriculture. Yeah. I almost went to that graduation, but it's like, I'll have another. Yeah. I was wrong. (laughs) I didn't have another graduation. I had two more colleges, but no graduation. No graduation. So did you, you haven't used that degree? No, it's been fighting bulls ever since. Yeah, just a piece of paper that I have. But going back to when all this is said and done, I mean. I mean, like I have something I can fall back on, you know. Right. uh, Do I remember everything? Probably not, but. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. And I don't talk about this, but I joke about all the colleges I went to and like being a failure at not getting a degree. <laughs> like it's funny, haha. I don't know if there's anything that pisses me off more. I really? get so mad, so mad because I feel like I let college defeat me, and oh, I let yeah. that whole lifestyle yeah. take over and and defeat me. Yeah, and that makes me mad. Yeah, I don't like getting that beat at anything. Yeah, and like there's times where I'm like I'm gonna go back to school and I'm gonna get my degree just not for anything other than to put on the wall and go. I won. Yeah. yeah but then sense. I I realized like it's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. Yeah. Like the like I don't mind the investment, but it's all it's a lot of time at yeah. this this stage of my life. Right. I'm not young. Yeah. I can't stay up to one o'clock every like <laughs> yeah, nine thirty. I'm never gonna stay up this late again. The rest <laughs> of the season, like PBR finals, which is two time zones away, yeah. I won't be up this late. I'm telling you right now. It's just this is a an anomaly. It'll never happen yeah. again. But, um, so, so you don't know what you'd be doing? Uh, no, I'm not really sure. I like Kayla and I want to get into some different business, you know, investment opportunities and stuff like that. And that's what we're, you know, trying to work towards. But as far as like, if I had to, you know, pick a job, I have no clue. Like, I mean, I have a degree, but I don't know if I'd do anything in it. What were you going to do with it? I didn't. have no idea. No, that, no it's kind of just like college. family pressure, you know, like you need a degree, yada, yada. Yeah. So I like, I mean, I was fighting bulls, but like it, like when it first started, it was like, you know, like need something to fall back on, yada, yada. And then like, as I started like, like that last semester, like I was gone half that semester because I mean, I started actually picking up really big rodeos during the winter and stuff. And uh, <clears throat> at that point, it's like, just get it done, get it finished. And then we'll go from there. Figure it out later. When did you guys meet? Uh, Kayla and I met in the December 2011. So were you in college? Uh, yeah, at that okay, point. Okay, you took a minute to answer. She immediately said, yeah. Uh, she was shaking her head, and you were like, uh. So I'm yeah. really glad you didn't get that one wrong. Yeah. So just, do I, do I like, can I ask? Like, yeah. where, how? Like, So um, me and her uh, sister's boyfriend at the time were really good friends and uh so they were going to she was in school at stillwater her sister's boyfriend and you yeah we're good friends and so her sister and boyfriend were going up there to go to concert at the tumbleweed um so uh me and a few other friends went up there and people that don't know about the tumbleweed really missed out on the (laughs) cool part of life that's hey i mean 
So I lived in a trailer park just down the street from the tumbleweed. Did you really? Walking distance. Yeah. I know for a fact. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know for a fact. I know fact, the trailer park you're talking about. I know for a fact it's walking distance. <laughs> yeah. I've seen me do it. Well, I've, I know that I've done it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So uh, I went up there and like we went to the concert and then she was obviously up there and we just kind of hit it all. And it's just been one joyous yeah. moment so after then the other. That was 11, that 12 in the fall. I started going to school there because like I was just doing OCCC in Oklahoma City and then did Redlands for a semester. And then I went. Uh, so you bounced around to three different colleges yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not the only one. No. That's awesome. No. <clears throat> finish, uh, finish college. At what point do you just like go, this is it. This, this is the one. Kayla, yeah, I would say probably no, the other wife. You I didn't have. know if you're talking about bullfight. No, 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 or her. But uh, <laughs> six, one half dozen. The other. Yeah. like those are your priorities. Yeah, um, I'd say probably it was early. I'd say within the first six months, like knew for sure. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's so cool how like God works in like the craziest yeah. ways. Yeah, I, I like even right off the bat, like when we were just kind of talking, like I was knew that like even if it didn't work out, like I wanted her in my life some way or another, just being friends, you know. I mean, obviously, didn't want to just be friends, but right, yeah. But 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 there's those people that like yeah. you don't understand how or or why they fit into your life, yeah. but it's like you have to somehow. I need, I have to be connected to this person. Yeah, yeah. Like we all have those people. Yeah, and and, and fortunately, you realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize that a lot when I was younger, mm-hmm. but now I, I start to realize, okay, wake up. Like God shows you things for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, What about after? After? After bullfighting, like 20 years from now, 30 years from now. I don't know. Let me, let me ask you this. What do you, what do you want when you're, 35 36 you know five six seven years from now and you're starting to run into these 15 16 17 year old kids what do you want them to think about nathan hart um a guy that like i I mean like idolize like i feel like the perfect example of a bullfighter what it means in and out of the arena is frank like he is one of the most humble genuine people you'll meet but then in the arena, he's one of the baddest cats in there. And but you meet him outside the arena, you wouldn't even know, you know, yeah. because like he doesn't talk about himself. He doesn't act like you know some people could or do. But he's just one genuine human that like I think is the perfect role model for bullfighters. And if I could be anything like that, that's who I'd want to be like. I don't know if there's a human being that's ever been as tough as Frank Newsom. Oh, I, I don't want to be that tough. I don't know if you <laughs> you need to go back. Yeah, yeah I don't think any, it's not for your own good. I promise you. Uh, Frank Newsom and I have one thing in common. Well, a couple things. Yeah. You know, we both love God. We love like our families, but like worldly things he's a cat dad a cat dad. yeah go back and listen to the podcast he's a, he's a cat dad he and i we both have no cats way. yeah yeah i know right that's what i thought yeah, too both i laughed very shut up shut up i have no like i have no ego i i cry at the drop of a hat i got cats i have two dogs that are like so spoiled it's ridiculous i'm ridiculous yeah i my yeah i was really cool till i got married <laughs> I was awesome. It's true. Like, yeah, ask the, I was really, really cool until I got married, and then I became a sis. And it's just getting worse. The uh, getting yeah, I mean, 930, and it's one. You're- we, we, we 
we got four minutes to go on this thing to successfully make it till 1 a.m. We're going to keep going. We're just going to keep dragging. I'm not making it to New Year's, but I make it to 1 o'clock doing a podcast. I can make it to 1 o'clock on a Saturday night. I'm never going to get up tomorrow. It's fine. I'm going to sleep till noon. I can't, I can't sleep. That, that's what stinks, man. Like If I stay up late, yeah. like I, still, I can't sleep in. I'm not yeah. a sleep-in guy. I, I can if I can... Like these rooms have really good shades. Like you can black a room out. I can do that. I won't. I refuse to. First uh, thing I do when I walk in a hotel room, I want the windows open. Yeah. I want that natural like light. And if the sun wakes me up in the morning, so be it. Yeah. I'm supposed to get wakes up and me up. So you uh, are you a guy that that after a show like you've got to like gorge and and get get food. Yeah, I like food. Like yeah. I'll, I'll eat before the performance and I'll eat after the performance. Really? Yep. I I. I shouldn't, you know, because it's always late when we're yeah. done. You eat, I go mean, to bed. I'm gonna eat this pizza. It's gonna be after one. So. What about the tootsie rolls? Is she gonna get uh, all that? I don't know. I, I like sweets, so I'll probably get. She's one. like, "What? You're stupid. No, I don't want tootsie rolls at one a.m. I just, I can't get over that tootsie rolls in a pizza box, and it's yeah, not like it's surprising. It's like, weird. You're not like, oh, I hope they put tootsie rolls. But in it there. is get hot box pizza, so it's clearly a bunch of stoners that started a pizza place. Yeah, you know, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, what's next, man? What's on the bucket list? Uh, like, we're either were these. I mean, obviously the the NFR was on the bucket. Yeah, the NFR obviously uh, check I that mean, one off. PBR finals would obviously be another dream. Um, but just continue to get to rodeo and and uh, you know, Kayla and I build our you know our empire, <clears throat> um, whatever that is, and that's something that we're still trying to figure out. And then, um, you know, continue to rodeo. Hopefully, more NFRs or pbr finals or whatever but i mean just be thankful for the roads i do get to work you know i like i never knew if i would get to you know there comes a point like you said earlier in your career like you wonder if it's ever going to happen and so i wanted to treat all my rodeos as my nfr or my yeah. pbr finals yeah. you know every time i got to work in velocity or bull rider or whatever and appreciate them and and give those guys there the whatever riders are entering there like my full you know one percent and so i just want to continue to to be that bullfighter and um See where it takes me. What advice do you give to somebody that is uh, a couple of different things, whether they've been in a career for a while yeah. and haven't seen the level of success or haven't been able to check those things off the list or somebody that's just getting started? What do you tell them? Uh, I mean, so for somebody just getting started, a good school, you know, and, yep. and a good instructors, you know, I mean, Webster, Frank, Tuck, they all do great schools, right on faith. Um, but after that, Find you a practice pin and go as much as you can. And then after that, once you start going to go through the, the school hard knocks and, you know, figure out if it's really for you, freestyles. I mean, that's yeah. right now the best way to get your name out there is is freestyles. Yeah. Um, the people that haven't reached those goals yet. Just keep grinding, but also, like, I feel like surround yourself with people that are going to push you, you know, not just to, to – to just stay where you're at, you know, figure out what it is you need to be getting better at. You know, everybody wants to just focus on their strengths, but figure out what your weaknesses are and make those your strengths. What is, what's the old saying about the, um, what is it that's a thief of joy? Comparison, Comparison is yeah. a thief of joy. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a very, very powerful statement because yes. I think so many times we compare ourselves yeah. to other people that are in positions we want to get to. Right. Not everybody's road's the same. Man. Yeah. Run your race. Yep. You know, I, I feel like that was at times it's not hard or it's very hard to to not 
peek over at the other lane and, and see somebody else that's, you know, maybe not been fighting bulls as long or whatever to, to accomplish something or get that rodeo or do whatever. But you just got to run your race. And, 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 I, and I don't know if anybody's ever said this or not, but I feel like in that same vein, frustration can be the destroyer of success. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I could see people that if they were in my shoes, just giving up mm-hmm. and saying, you know what, it's, this has been a long time. It's been good, but it, it's time to, to call it quits. But like you said, I mean, like, I feel like it's just running your race, running until it, it's done, you know, whether it's bullfighting ends and it's time to move to the next thing or, you know, or you, you got a longer race than that. Like just keep running. I mean, cause I mean, I just don't feel like God's going to just, lead you down this dark road you know not say that everybody's going to have success in the nfr pbr finals or whatever but you know like there's still success to be found there's still joy to be found even if you haven't reached those goals i mean to to wake up every day and get to do something you love is a huge blessing isn't that cool yeah like like we're all ridiculously blessed that this is the life like in complete Honestly, I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. If you're waking up in this country yeah. every day and you're getting to go to work and provide for your family, it's ridiculous how blessed we are. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Like like you said, sometimes I feel like I take it for granted and I hate that I do that. But um, it it's amazing that I get to wake up and I'm my own boss or I get to set my hours. I get to pick the rodeos I go to, you know, or um, stay as busy as I want or stay as not as busy as I want or Go every weekend, if you, like yeah. for you. I mean, like yeah. you can go every weekend, you know? I mean, that's amazing. And I get cranky. Yeah. I ask my wife. I get cranky about it. And like halfway through the year, I get frustrated and I get upset and mad. And then, man, it's, it's it happens so quick. You show up in Indianapolis, Indiana for a one-night show. Yeah. And it's packed to the rafters. Yeah. Like when you looked around that building tonight, like I just sat back and I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is where I wanted to be when I started. And I've been here for, I just worked my 12th finals. That's I awesome. Have nothing to complain about. No, it's it's. Don't tell my bosses that because I complain about money all the yeah. time. But, but at the end of the day, like I'm I'm providing for my family in one of the most like like this is a dream job. Yeah, it is. It is to get to wake up, do something you love, and have the ability to do it. You know, like I mean, there's so many people that had the drive or want to, but just maybe didn't have the talent. Yeah, or the the. Um, perseverance you know i mean to to wait it out as long as you did or me yeah. or whatever to to get to excuse me to this point yeah i i i love people that are passionate about anything mm-hmm. um no secret that you're passionate about your craft about your your relationship mm-hmm. but one of the other things that i think people have probably already picked up on and we'll kind of end on a high note here talking about this uh you're very passionate about your faith. You yeah. talk a lot about God. You talk a lot about your faith. Can I expand on that a little bit? I just, I mean, to to be to where I am at today, like there's no other thing that could have led me here besides God, whether it was the open doors or the the faith to get through the, the tough times and, and just some of the stuff I've seen in my life. Like I've seen the dead healed, you know. I've seen the dead raised. I've seen the, the hurt healed and... and um, I mean, to me, it faith is bigger than rodeo. You know, like someday rodeo is going to end, but and someday my life's going to end. Mm-hmm. But you know, faith in God, my I'll have an eternity to spend one way or the other. And I'm thankful for you know Jesus dying on the cross for my sins. But like, like I said, it, it's 
crazy to see, to think back, like you said earlier, like to think about the 16 year old Nathan and how my path has been where it, what it has been and how to not think that there was something bigger than me leading me along this path. No, it's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. My belief is that the people that don't even know God yeah. and found success we're led there by God. Yeah. It, it's, that's just, I'll, I'll die believing that. Yeah. And I feel like I will die going to a better place because I believe that. Yeah. And that's hard for some people to accept and understand. Yep. Um, some people might call us crazy. Yeah. I'm good with that. That's all right. I'm, I'm okay with it. hundred yeah. percent. Well, I mean, we get called crazy anyways, cause you're a bullfighter. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you get in front of, and I said that tonight in the tour, everybody was talking about how tough the bull riders are. And I looked at Lucas and I said, but it still baffles me that there are guys like you that want to get in front of these bulls, every bull. And it was funny cause you could see the, the, the looks on their faces go, Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Like these guys are getting in front of Every single, it's crazy that a guy's going to try to ride one bull. Right. You guys will get in front of tonight. There were what, 35, 12, 47 plus five re-rides, like close to 55 bulls tonight in a span of a couple of hours. And you were there in front of every one of them. And that's, that's what's cool about being a bullfighter is I don't just get one ride tonight or one, eight seconds. I get all of them. So that, that's the fun part for me. But, um, I mean, people can call us crazy, but I mean, it's crazy driving to work every day to a job you hate. Yeah. That, yeah. I completely agree. Completely agree. It's like being in a bad marriage or being in a bad, abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, get out. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Yeah. If you don't like what you're doing, change it. Yeah. I mean, there's opportunity out there, mm-hmm. especially right now. Yeah. Uh, social media. How do people follow? Uh, Instagram and Facebook's about all I keep up with. Okay, what is it? Just look up Nathan Harp. I don't know. Just, just <laughs> look up. You have. Come on, man. You don't. E- you don't even know your screen name. Uh-oh. Or your yeah. You're sorry. My bad. It's not. It's not AOL Messenger. Or isn't that? It's it's Nathan underscore Harp. That's H-A-R-P. it. A-R-P. That's I, it. Yeah, that is it, because I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah. I know that's it, Nathan. I'm, I'm looking at it. I, yeah. It's Nathan underscore Harp. Um, I'm going to tell you, I don't think you'd be doing anything without your wife. 100%. Because yeah. she's looking at me, and I just wanted to make sure that her and I are friends. Yeah. You definitely want her on that's, your side. <laughs> that's right. I, you fight bulls for a living, but I promise you that you're the second toughest person yeah. in your household. Yep. I don't right? know. Yeah. I, we, we're, we've all been there. Yeah. My wife was a cop. <laughs> I fear for my life yes. every day. Every yeah. day. I fear for your life now too. Oh, you should please. I I well, I'll tell you when we're done with this. When I tell everybody, I'll make sure you're on the list of people that will investigate later on if, if something <laughs> yeah. ever happens to me, okay? I got I got a close group of friends that yes. kind of know the story. I've got some letters buried here and there. Okay, yeah, like just, just let me know where they are. I I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. I know yeah. it's, we successfully made it past 1 a.m. Nice. Um, I know it's late. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, Go no eat problem. your pizza. Okay. Uh, eat your Tootsie Rolls, you whatever you got. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to bed. Um, But I appreciate you doing this yeah. very much. I think the thing that's going to come out of this, I think uh, it's pretty obvious God is good. Yes. Uh, every day is an opportunity to get better and don't give up on your dreams, right? That's right. Yeah, perseverance. There you go. Nathan Hart, appreciate it, bud. Thank you.